Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Hello everyone, you're welcome to the Refiners Furnace podcast and um, we're trusting God to um, establish his word upon our heart and um, on a consistent basis. We are sincerely believing that um, his word will make our lives an emblem of um, of his uniqueness, an emblem of holiness, an emblem of purity, an emblem of um, righteousness. And in that will be one that will carry the burdens of the kingdom and consistently represent God in all facets of our existence. So everything in this kingdom or the kingdom of God is built up by mysteries and an understanding of these mysteries will make a Christian or a Christian journey a profitable one indeed. So there's a lot of mysteries encapsulated in uh, this race, this Christian race. And um, a lot of people run this race without an understanding of these mysteries. That's why some get eventually frustrated uh, because they have not actually taken time to um, seek the face of the Lord to to pray and ask God for a clear interpretation or a definition of um, a particular mystery tied to this kingdom. So the Bible says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out these matters. So as believers, we are expected to um, investigate these matters. We are expected to search the scripture. We are expected to, uh, to, to look for God in, in, his tut- in his totality. We are expected to search out those mysteries he has encapsulated in this holy manual called the word of God, called the scriptures, called the Bible. <clears throat> so in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, Jesus Christ was speaking to the disciples and he, he clearly told them, he said, I have given to you the keys of heaven. And with these keys, the advantage are uh, that everything you will, or everything will be in your control and at your beck and call. So if you choose to bind or lose, the outcome is solely dependent on your understanding of which key to use. So Jesus Christ was telling them, he said, I have given to you the keys of heaven. So so in this kingdom, like I said, there are a lot of keys, a lot of keys. I have given to you the keys. That's what Jesus said. He said, whatever you will lose, will be losing. Whatever you will will bind to be bounded but that's not just necessarily what it is but because the keys are so many so meaning whatsoever i choose to do with these keys whatever i want to do is what will definitely happen is what will definitely happen so this is jesus is talking to this he said because there are so many keys in your position so i asked the question can you use your car key to open your gates but are they not all keys 
But why didn't your khaki open your gate? Also remember that Jesus said that whatsoever you lose or bound shall be done unto you accordingly. So what happened that when these keys were released, a lot of believers and Christians are still very stranded. I hope you know that God did not lie. But why is it that you have not been able to um, effect a result from that which you know about God? Why? Does his word remain forever? Yes. But why is there so much bankruptcy in results and manifestations? Sincerely, there are so many mysteries in this kingdom. I need to take a lot of understanding to start seeing results. So a lot of people have so much knowledge about the mysteries or these mysteries. But do not have an understanding about its workings. So for instance, a believer had that the Bible says give and it shall be given unto you. And he starts practicing this mystery without an accurate knowledge backing up his actions or his practice. Or he did this or he practiced this with a wrong motive. Child of God, how do you expect to obtain a result when your motives has been um, completely contaminated? How do you expect the result? Mysteries certainly exist, especially in this kingdom. But the question is, do you understand them? And with what motives are you applying this? With what motives? So, how many of us are sincerely serving the Lord? And what is the motives for your service? So, are you serving the Lord because you heard that you, He can never fail? Are you serving the Lord because you heard that those who put their trust in Him will never be disappointed? Child of God, what is the sincere reason for your service to God? What is your sincere reason? So a lot of people come to God because they're in need of husband. They're in need of um, financial blessings. They're in need of material blessings. They're in need of visas. And a lot of people take God serious just for a while. Just to a means of obtaining their, their desires. And once it is given to them, you no more see them in church. You no more see them in the, in the fold of the brethren. How then do we continue like this? For how long will we continue in this, um, in this thought and mindset of uh, using the Lord or using God? How long? So the secret things of the Lord or are of the Lord and these things are revealed to us and our children. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29. It's not enough to know about the kingdom or the mysteries tied to the kingdom. And I have so many heavenly keys in your position. The question is, do you understand its workings? And um, how do you apply these mysteries to birth the result you need? Brethren, 
if there is so much deficiency in the aspect of understanding or the workings of these mysteries, frustration is inevitable. And a lot will keep thinking that God was never true. So God gave these keys to the church. And um, he expected that this will be our advantage. But a lot of people have missed out of um, of um, the realization of the essence of which God gave this gift or these keys to the church. So please, the realms of God or in the realms of God, who are you? Can God trust you enough to make you a custodian of his realms? So now Peter was an uh, he was an addict of Jesus Christ. He was an addict of Jesus Christ. Please, who are you? I ask again. So I bring to you a major tools to activating these mysteries of the kingdom. And assuming your office as a custodian of these mysteries. And the first thing I would like to bring to your understanding is the fear of God. So in Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter 12, verse 13, the Bible clearly says, Fear God and keep his commandment. The first instruction there is what? Fear God and what? Keep his commandment for this is the whole duty of man. So this was your only duty, child of God. This was why you came. This was why he created you. That you will fear him and keep his commandment. Anything outside this is absolutely out of context. It's absolutely out of what God said you command. So, you don't fear the Lord and uh, you're not keeping his commandment. And you want results in your life. You want the manifestation of God to be birthed in your life. Child of God, does it work like this? Absolutely not. So, in all that we do on earth, our major essence is to fear the name of the Lord. Fear the Lord in all you do, in your conversations, in your words, in your actions, in your thoughts, in everything you do, in your business. Fear God. Fear God. So, the next one is what? A genuine and a sincere hunger for the Lord and the kingdom. Your sincere hunger for God and the kingdom. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 30, he whenever he said, um, he said, he said, he said, seek ye first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing will be added to you. This was an instruction. This was an instruction from God. So you notice that um, there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference. There is a... You're, you're seeking something other than... You notice that you're seeking something other than the kingdom. It's a lot of problem, child. So, whenever you, your attractions are with God, you automatically become His attractions, okay? So, sincerely seek the Lord's profit in prayers and fasting. And in soul winning, then you will... Or then God will trust you endlessly with everything that pertains to him. So, consistently making God your attraction 
will make you God's attraction. Okay? And he will make you a custodian of his mystery. So, the next point I want to add is um, is sincere fasting and prayer. So, all these things you're doing for the love of Christ. Your sincere word, fasting and prayer. So, you're seeking the Lord in your prayers. You're seeking the Lord in your fasting. You're seeking the Lord daily. And, and over, over, all of a sudden, the Lord will make his life. He will pour his life into your life. Remember what happened at the Mount of Transfiguration. When you pray, you're not helping God. But what you're doing, the major thing you're doing is that you're being transformed into the nature of Jesus Christ. You're, you're looking like him. The spirit comes to your spirit and there is a oneness. There is a level of oneness. And then you begin to think like God. You begin to look like God. You begin to act like God. And you begin to represent his essence sincerely. So the next point I would like to ask is what? Your motives. Child of God, change your motives. So you're serving the Lord for your benefit. I don't think God will actually um, come to you in that way. You will not find, find the fullness of God in that way. So you, you're praying, you're, um, you're, you're seeking the Lord, you're fasting, but with the wrong motive. No, 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 no. All we do for this kingdom should be for the love of Christ, for the love of Christ. And that people and that um, we can be able to communicate the dimension of God to the nations of the earth. Sincerely, I pray that the Lord will empower us and he will guide us and then help us consistently look like him in Jesus' name. Thank you so much once again for listening. I'm your host, Ebenezer Parsi.